Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Who's Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with absolutely nobody. Zach is in Italy. I was sitting around thinking, you know what would be something fun? No, we've never did. Let me see if I can talk for 30 minutes straight. I don't think I'm going to have any problem with that, but you never know what's going to happen, so we'll find out. This is episode 133, calling this one Sweet and Solo. I wanted to come up with some funny pun with Solo. I think the best thing I saw online was they had Han Solo, and somebody was riding him that was riding Solo. It's kind of stupid. It made me laugh. But uh, this is going to be a little awkward, not going to lie. I thought it's something interesting that I'd try out. They had, you know, Norm MacDonald just did that special where it's just him talking nonstop. And I know Bill Burr does his podcast like that, where he just talks all alone. And I don't know. We're going to see what's going to happen. I think the video audience, anybody watching this live, it's going to be very, very interesting. But those who get the edited version that you download on Saturdays, because Tuesdays we do it live, Saturdays we're posting it later, you'll probably not notice a lot of my little stutters and little things that we're doing. So have fun goal, you know what I'm saying? Why don't I tell everybody what I am drinking for tonight's episode? Donated from Tanta Marlene, coming from Philly, Yingling, black and tan. Surprisingly, they make a black and tan bottle. She asked me last time I was down in Philly if I wanted a four-pack, like a free four-pack of beer. Yeah, Ron's giving me beer. Tanta's giving me more beer. Samanda, I don't think you've ever donated anything to the show. So uh, thanks for nothing. (laughs) Anyway, release the poppin'. Cheers. Uh, tastes like a beer, I guess. Nothing special. So we're going to have a little fun with this tonight. A couple weeks ago, I went on vacation, and then we did that episode with the cereal. And then last week, we were talking about the horses. So I got stories for days. This is not going to be a problem for me. Memorial Day weekend, Julie and I, we went down to Charleston. We had a flight credit, which was something we had to use from pandemic-related stuff. I'm just realizing I'm not wearing the headphones, and it's almost like my security blanket. But Without Zach on the other end of the line, I don't really need it there. So it's like, eh, no big deal. So we went down to Charleston for the weekend Memorial Day. And I'll just tell you, if you're going to an airport and you don't have access to one of those clubs, which I never thought I'd be a club guy, but shout out to Big Mike who hooked us up with the United Class Club, whatever you go into, free booze, free food. You are a peasant if you're not doing this for a flight. Apparently now we have credit cards with United and I don't even think they cost anything. So highly recommend get yourself a United credit card. Go to these lounges. It was dope. I think it was like 10 a.m., maybe 11. Free booze. Sign me up. I go up there. I go to the lady. I forget what I asked for right off the bat, but I was like, ooh, free liquor. What type of bourbon do you have? And I just picked the most expensive thing that they had. And then she told me it was going to cost me money. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I thought I thought this was free stuff. She goes, the rail stuff is free. I was like, whatever. Give me the free shit. I, I don't really care. So did that. It was good. I wasn't too hungry because we had already eaten before that, but absolutely great. Bloody Marys for me are a brunch thing. I don't hate Bloody Marys. Actually, you know what? Maybe I did have one. I don't know. I I had like four drinks before noon, which breaks one of my rules. (laughs) Felt a little bit like an alky. Like I probably should have been making a call later that day. We head down. We go right to Charleston. First stop. When you're in the South, barbecue. You got to get barbecue. I think people know that I love barbecue. Got some barbecue. Hit the spot. Absolutely really, really good stuff there. We were walking around. Just seeing the town. There's a cool street down there. If you've never been to Charleston, it's a lot of eating. Eating, 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 which is 
great, especially if you like seafood, especially if you like barbecue. And we had a boat thingy scheduled later that night. So I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew you you could pick up some booze, which was cool. We head down to the boat. We're right on time, maybe a little bit early. We meet this other couple there, nice, nice guy, nice girl from Roanoke, pretty cool people. Then we meet our boat instructors. And the first guy that we met when we were outside, preppy kid. I think his name was Cody or something. It was one of those guys where if he would have said Blake, I would have also believed it. And he was not having it. From the very get-go, he was doing the, I'm going to be nice to you because I'm going to be showing you stuff. But you could tell we were the second tour of the day. He wasn't feeling it. He's asking me questions. Where are you from? How you like this? How you like that? And then he turns to this other guy from Roanoke. And he, he, was, he was a bigger guy. And he looks at him. He goes, uh... So uh, how, what do you think of Charleston so far? And the guy puts his hands on his hips and just starts breathing and goes, do not come here on a diet. <laughs> I was fucking dead. It was so funny. Collegiate Gentelli's been eating nonstop. It was really great. And a lady comes out of the bathroom and starts a conversation with all of us. And I don't know why I'm going back and forth with her. I just look at her. I was like, all right, toots, have a great day. Why I said that, I know I was a little sober. And she looks at me, she goes, toots, where are you from? New York? And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. So thanks thanks for noting that. We uh, we went on this boat. It was so much fun. And we now meet this other guide who I don't remember his real name, but he had long hair, handlebar mustache, corduroy jean shorts cut off. And I just started calling him Doug. And he didn't necessarily hate that. I think he said that was like his nickname or his middle name. I'm giving this guy the business. <laughs> These two people are not having it. But when in Rome or when in Charleston, like, I don't know. We paid to go on this thing. I was going to tip them nice at the end. I really wanted to win them over. My goal was win them over, make them love me. So naturally, everything I did pissed them off. And I tried to be as calm as possible. It didn't matter. The boat didn't leave because we were waiting on a third couple to get there, which annoyed the shit out of me. But finally, this ginger from Chicago shows up with his Asian fiance wife. They sit next to us. We take off. And, you know, we've already gotten to know each other pretty well. And the two of them don't know anything. I'm super pissed because they were late. Anyways, I don't know what I said. I don't remember the moment, but you could just tell these two also hated me. So we're now on a boat where you have two guides a couple, this other couple from Roanoke, which I think I was doing okay with, and Julia, who questionably might want to push me off the boat at this point. I don't know when I said this, what caused it, but I made a joke about, you know, I, I have the card now, right? I'm marrying into the, the, the Asian mafia here. It's, oh, look at it. You know, we got one and a half Asians on this boat, and they promptly got up and walked to the front of the boat. They're like, oh, can we go look at the sunset? And never came back the rest of the whole boat ride. I'm like, Whatever. I don't really care about them. It's not no sweat off my back. But we ended up developing this really great relationship and we're just everybody's drinking. We're having so much fun. And I just couldn't help pushing the envelope. And you know, the big guy from Roanoke at one point, he just turns and he says, Do you guys want to hear a story about and I forget what he said? And under my breath, but loud enough for everybody to hear, I went, Not not really. No, I don't. And the one guide starts cracking up. And he turns to the other guy, he goes, was that you? Was that you who said that? And he's like, no, nah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And whatever. It was a pretty good time. It was good. After that, we uh, we, we got off and went to dinner. There's overpriced dinner with these people. They're like, y'all are going to be our best friends. And we got some drinks. I was worried they were going to kill us and or try to screw us. But nothing happened. That was it for the night. The other big thing that was down there that I wanted to talk about was boiled peanuts. I went to Georgia a couple years ago for Julia's brother's law school graduation, and boiled peanuts were all the thing. And I finally got a chance to taste them because they have this market downtown that if you've ever been, which the guy's selling them, they give out free samples, free samples. I'll take two. Yeah, why not? 
and they were terrible. It was like like mushy and disgusting. Bold peanuts, not a fan. Next day, we wake up and we start to walk around, and we just wanted something light for breakfast. And there was a restaurant down there. It's their famous place. And Julia said she tried to get reservations, and she couldn't get in. It was like three hour wait. There are people out the door. So we walk by there, eleven thirty on a Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was. Nobody's there, and I said, ah, just for shits and giggles, let me let me. See, what's the wait like? And they go, no wait. You want to sit at the bar or upstairs? I was like, let's go. So we went in, we sat down. The cool thing this place had was they had these little nameplates of all the famous people that have ever sat in the restaurant. You can't help but get up and walk around and look and see. And it was called Hyman's, H-Y-M-A-N, apostrophe S. It was pretty good. We got like a little sampler platter. The funniest part is, you know, you go to these restaurants, the menu is like seven pages long. And you say, well, what should I get? And they go, oh, you got to try our shrimp and grits. And I don't like grits, so no thank you. We'll be going to something else. But if you're ever down there, that was the trick to that. Definitely go sneak in before the lunch crowd comes. You can get right in. Later that day, because it was right next to our hotel, we tried to go near it, swamped. Just And it was like six floors, not really, at least three floors. And then so many tables and always, always, always packed. My biggest gripe with this town was they got rid of their wet willies. If anybody knows me, you know I love frozen girly drinks. You put an umbrella, you put some fruit, love it. They have these things. I know they're in Atlantic City now where you, you know it's the 7-Eleven, you pour the, the boozy thing. They got rid of those. Apparently, they were too big and people were getting wrecked. But what they do have is these ice cream cart mobiles where they're frozen alcohol slushies. They weren't super cheap. I got a mojito one. It was like 11 bucks. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. That's one of those touristy sucker traps. I, I was not a fan of that at all. All the dinners, oysters, 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 oysters. I like oysters and I got Julie into liking oysters, which has not been good for the bank account. But oysters, they were absolutely fantastic. We finished one of our dinners just a little too soon. And it's like, I don't know, 839. It's like, what do you want to do? And I don't know. And the big thing down there is ghost tours. And people there, ghost tours, you got to go here. And I was like, ah, screw it. Let's go do it. So we signed up to go do a ghost tour. And I'm not into ghost tours. I, I'm not afraid of it. It's just, it's stupid. It's like, I don't know. Oh, you want to see a picture of this? I don't know. We all have iPhones. Shouldn't there be a million ghosts being seen at the time? Not a fan. But we almost saw a real ghost on this tour because it was so hot and muggy. Waka waka. A girl actually passed out, not on our tour, but in this little area, which is like the peak of the whole thing. You're telling these stories. There's a girl on the ground. They had to call the fire and EMTs come. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, as a doctor, I would have helped her, but I'm not licensed in that state. So I figured maybe I should let the pros handle it. But it was it was fun. We did it. We did the ghost tour of Charleston. And the cool thing we learned is that the the main street there, the horizontal street, is called Broad Street. And then the rich people used to live south of Broad Street, which gave them this name of the Sobs, S-O-Bs, no relation. And the people who lived way north of it, the Nobs, N-O-Bs, were the poor people. Then you had the people that lived just right above Broad Street, where they call themselves the slightly north of Broad, or the Snobs. And that's where you get the term snob from. And this blew my mind. And I turned to Julia. I was like, listen, if this is the only thing we get out of this whole trip is that that's where the origin of snob is, that's amazing. So the next morning, I'm lying in bed and I kind of take my phone out, do a little Googling. Has nothing to do with it. Snob was signed nobility from back in the day. It was complete horse shit. But I thought it was really cool. 
it was a good time. You know, the a uh, lot of fun. It was it was definitely a cool time. It's an eating town. You can stay downtown. You can walk around. Highly, highly, highly recommend Charleston. That was pretty much the highlight of the trip. Is me pushing the envelope. And just a little spoiler for next week because I've gotten some text from Zach who is in Italy right now with his family. Is he's also that type of guy. Anybody who listens to this show knows Zach doesn't give a fuck. He says what he's thinking at all times, and he's already had a couple of he said something, they said something, and then it just went from there. So I'm very excited to hear what he has to say when he gets back. Down in Charleston, one night at dinner, we get the the bill. And it had, you know, you put all the bill, everything that's on the food, and then it said the tip and the tax. And then it had a special place for tips for the shuckers. And these are the people that, you know, open up the oysters. And I'm just thinking, what the hell's, wait, we have to tip the shuckers? Like, that's insane. That's literally their job. They're not doing anything extra for me. They're not doing, they're just shucking, shucking, shucking. I'm not embarrassed. I left them $0. Don't care. But then a couple days ago, I bought something online and I forget. It was one of those like Facebook ads. I was like, do you need this? And yeah, I do. This is a really cool product. Let me read the reviews. Do the reviews say it works? It looks great. I'm definitely going to get this. So I go through and I order. I thought it'd be a nice gift for somebody. And at the bottom, it says, do you want to leave a delivery tip? It was like 9%, 13%. It was very random percents. I thought that was insane. No, I didn't leave a tip for that either. And I don't trust these people, where the money's going, how it gets broken down. But I thought that was really, really weird. I was like, no, I'm definitely not doing that. A bigger gripe of mine that I've been having these days, great segue, is the movies that have been coming out are coming out. I don't get it. I, I had a patient one time. He was a director, producer, and he was saying that a lot of times you pitch movies by saying, it's this meets that. And you're like, Oh, that sounds cool. It's a little bit of this. Like, because when I'm watching a show, that's how I tell people, like, you want to, oh, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, like when I say Game of Thrones, like my favorite show in the world, I'm like, you know, it's some Lord of the Rings mixed with a little bit of magic plus Braveheart. Uh, people, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm into it. So I'm watching UFC the other night and they are promoting the hell out of this new movie called Black Phone. And I'm watching it. And even in the trailers, you're just going, oh, it's room because they kidnap a little kid mixed with the sixth sense because he gets phone calls from previous dead people. Spoiler, I don't know. I've only seen the trailer. This sounds horrible. Any, any movie that's ever came out and blown you away is something you've never seen before, right? Like Parasite was incredible. Uh, Keeping it Asian, like the uh, Squid Games on like Netflix show. I know it's not a movie, but it was great. It was nothing you've ever seen before. These new, come up with new ideas. Do better, people. I, I'm so annoyed with these things. Furthermore, the big movie that came out this past week, a week ago, it actually got a little ruined by me by somebody, but not so much was the new Adam Sandler movie called Hustle, which is on Netflix. I'm not getting a chance to drink anything, so suck it up. We sit down to watch Hustle, the other day, Adam Sandler, NBA, it's the movie The Scout. If you've ever seen the Brendan Fraser, Albert Brooks movie, it's the same thing. This movie I'm watching, and it was almost like every little thing that happens. And you know what? It was fine. It was a feel-good story. The acting is piss poor because they actually used real NBA players, which I appreciated. I liked that they used these real guys because it made it all the scenes look kind of cool. You know, because when, they, you, when they're doing the dribbling and you just see the guy's head going back and forth, you're like, this is ridiculous. But these are NBA level players. So they all, the, the dribbling, the shooting, the dunking, it's incredible. There's so many cameos. The credits are actually amazing. They do so much Shout so many shout outs to players of the NBA. They have guys from the N1 mixtape tour. If you remember watching that back in the day, you know, the professor and the bone breaker and all awesome, 
absolutely cool. This movie is nothing new. If you've seen The Scout or any kind of similar movie, it sucks. It's not good. It's fat Adam Sandler. I don't get it. No, thank you. The, my friends are loving it. Like, because if this was about any other sport, if this was billiards or darts or cricket, you'd walk away and go, movie was horrible. Like, because basketball was not the point, but it was. No, thank you. Really annoyed by that. Just, I want more original stuff. That's my, my big gripe. This upcoming weekend, I got something fun planned because I'm heading out to Traverse City, Michigan for my buddy's wedding. I'm in the groomsman party, though he technically never asked me. It was just one of those, what are your size? What are your measurements? And blah, blah, blah. And I had to order a suit over the internet. And I got it the other day. And they included a little paper with instructions, which I thought was interesting. I'm just going to go ahead and read some of these because I don't understand people that need this. I don't know if I'm the guy, but for your best fit, number one, tip number one, keep your shoes on. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, at my wedding, don't do that because we're going to be on the beach. Tip number two, keep shirt tucked in both front and back. Well, I don't remember the last time I untucked a shirt at a wedding on purpose. Maybe it was back in college, but okay, I, I think I can do that. Button shirt up all the way, including collar. Well, how would I put on a bow tie or a tie without doing that? I don't know. Button shirt cuffs first. That's actually a good tip. I appreciate that. Many times I'm the guy that puts it on and then I'm like, you know, you futz around for, I don't know, five minutes and finally you're like, sweetie, sweetie, help me here. Tip number five, let your arms hang naturally at your sides. I wasn't going to put them in between my armpits and then go, (laughs) so I think I got that one down. Tip number six, make sure your pants are pulled up just below your belly button. Okay, or maybe I can bring my belly button down to the pants, but who's bringing it up there, you know, up or down or tucked in? Don't get it. Tip number seven, pull jacket sleeves tightly to reduce any puckering of sleeves. I didn't know sleeves could pucker, but pucker up. These are the tips. This actually came in my suit. This I was like, okay, I, I don't get it. But joking around, I asked the groom. I said flat out, do I get to talk at the wedding? And he says, no, but you can have three minutes at the rehearsal dinner. And I'm stoked. I am so excited. We always joke about this. Public speaking, right up my alley. Love it. Gonna have fun. Gonna roast them a little bit, but I plan on keeping it professional. Until I got a text saying that my bio has been added to the website of this party, and he destroyed me. It was not even a little bit nice. This is a public website that I don't know if they're doing programs or anything, but people can go on and look and see how big of a jerk I am, I was, whatever you want to call it. It's insane. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm still going to be a good boy. I was going to read my speech, but maybe I'll just record it. I'll post it online or something later, but I have some good stuff. You know, I want to make sure he gets his, I'm going to give her a little bit too, but they're both very important to me. They're very special people and I'm, I'm excited for the wedding. So I think it's going to be a great time. The next thing I want to talk about, (laughs) this is actually pretty embarrassing. The other night I'm sitting around and it's getting pretty late and Julie and I start talking and we start watching this show. It's called the Time Traveler's Wife, which apparently is a huge chick flick, whatever. This is one of those, you know, the NBA finals I torture her with and Stanley Cup finals are coming up. I don't think the Rangers are playing, so sucks to suck. And we start talking about time travel and different things. And you start, I think we got five minutes into this movie and I'm doing the dishes or something. I finally turn and I say, I think about this all the time. And Julia got whiplash. She just, What? I said, do you you never like think about like if somebody came back from the past or somebody came from the future or did something? And it was one of those things that I think for the first time she looked at me and was like, you're crazy. Like you're legit insane in the head. And I think I'm normal, but maybe crazy people don't know they're crazy, but 
I looked at her dead in the eye. I was like, I think about this all the time. I think about if somebody came from the future right now and they sat in front of me, how would they convince me what the future is or what it's going to be? And I'm not even going to keep going into Julia's reactions, but a lot of them were like, what's wrong with you? What, what are you thinking about? And <laughs> now my mind's off to the racetrack. She's like, is this what you do when you're driving throughout the day? I was like, yeah, pretty much. Just think of ridiculous things that happen in the world and how. And I said, I've often thought to myself, like, if I had to come back from the future to convince myself of something, how would I do it? And we all know there's things, right, that you think about, that you say, that you, you've never really gotten off or told a lot of people, but you remember that one time that you broke that lamp and never told anybody? You, you start putting a couple of those together. I have so much confidence that I could convince me, like in the future coming back, I can convince me, hey, here's the deal. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter. And Julia just goes, I don't, I, there's, there's no way. Like there's nothing in this world that would make me think that somebody knows the future. And I start saying, well, what if they came in? Because my, I always originally go to like sports. Okay. If you could say, all right, this is going to happen in this game or this is going to win the Oscar for this. And if you can start predicting music oh, in four years, this guy's going to write this song and it's going to be this. And she's not buying any of this. And now I just have to get more and more ridiculous. And I said, well, all right, well, upcoming season. Here's a crazy example. Tom Brady, the GOAT. He wins every single game of the regular season. He's making his way through the playoffs. The week before the Super Bowl, he retires. No reason. Just says, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't want... If somebody came from the future... And said to you, this is going to happen. Would that do it for you? And she gave me this look of, mm, okay, maybe I'd start to believe in something. And I'm just thinking, what, what could somebody do to actually prove this? And by the way, this conversation went on for about a half hour. The, the TV we have is a projector TV. And you hit pause. It pauses. And after like five minutes, the screensaver comes in. And then after about 10 minutes, the thing shuts down. The whole thing is shut down. We are full blown in a conversation about this. And we went to bed that night. And I, I'm pretty sure she just looked at me like, wow, he's insane. I really should rethink a lot of my choices in this life. But that, this, like, this is literally what I lay in bed sometimes. I'm like, huh. We're watching Russian Doll, the second season right now. And there's a little bit of time travel. Super. I think they go back to like 1982, 1983. Great year. And her and I are just sitting there talking like, what do you do? Because she had the ability to go back and forth or whatever. And I'm not ruining anything. You had a chance to watch it. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know what you invest in immediately. You try to get buy some Apple, buy some Microsoft. But of course, you always sit around and you say, no, buy Bitcoin. Just, and it's not even a big risk, right? You're 19, whatever you get to, take $100, throw it in Bitcoin. And as soon as that thing comes, you'll be a bazillionaire by the time it's coming. That's been always one of my big, like, this is how you make money if you go back in the past. But a lot of times I sit around and I think like, well, what? how would I convince myself? And she looked at me like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I think you're out of your mind. While we're on the topic of me being crazy, you ever Google yourself? You ever, and I don't mean physically, but you ever actually just like, huh, Alan Snyder? Because it's getting weird, right? Because I've definitely Googled my name and people come up that are not me. And that's something I find I don't, like it's ridiculous to think there are people with the exact same name as you because you never know what they're going to do, right? Like you have this normal. There's probably a guy, super chill guy. He owns a Seven Eleven in the Midwest. His name is Osama bin Laden, and he's had a great life. He's got a great family, and then boom, nine eleven happens. This guy's life is destroyed. <laughs> I've been always been like, why? Well, I, I worry if there's another Alan Snyder. You never know what's going to happen. 
What really bothers me is when people name somebody after famous where I waited at a table one time and there was a super cute little kid and, oh, hey, what, what's his name? And I'm just trying to kiss up, get some money for a tip. And they said, oh, it's Emmett. I'm like, oh, like Emmett Smith. And they take a deep breath and they think, uh, yeah, actually, our last name is Smith. And this was, I don't know, 10 years ago. I said, why, why would you do that to him? Probably not the best thing to say. And they were like, look, he'd re- already retired from football and this was before Dancing with the Stars. But why would you ever do that? Why would you name a kid after the uh, – like I, I heard on, I think, Alaska right now. I forget which race it is. Maybe a governor or senator. There's a guy named Santa Claus running for – I think I think not governor. Maybe it's Senate. What are you doing? I assume the guy changed his name to Santa Claus, but don't ever do dumb things like that. It's it's terrible, and a kid is going to get picked on nonstop. And I I really really worry about something like that. Something else has been going on in my mind a lot. Maybe I'm going to the liquor store too much. You know, nowadays it's just right there. So I, I go once, I buy one thing, I come home, and a couple weeks later, you, days later, you get something. I'm just buying one thing at a time. I go to the same place. I have a local place. It's the one I go to every time I go there. Hi, can I help you? Do you need anything? And I know they're being friendly and they're trying to be supportive, but it's one big way of saying, I got my eye on you. Don't steal anything. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I'm here every week, buddy. You know me. You know what I'm doing. I'm not stealing anything. I know my way around your four-aisle store. Leave me alone. That is is that too much to ask for? Like, I hate that. This past week, something went viral that gained some attention. It was I call it the Mickey Mouse proposal, where it was a guy and a girl in the Magic Kingdom or in front of the Magic Kingdom, and the guy gets down, and he's doing the box opening, and the girl has her hands, and she's crying. She's so sad. And then some hardo worker from Disney comes up, and no, 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 right this way, start right this way. You got to go. And he got so much slack. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be proposing here. And people hated this guy. And all I could think was, they clearly were in a space they were not supposed to be. And I know it was sweet. It was a proposal. He got the ring off. I'm sure she said yes, but I don't get it. You should not be hopping fences or opening things. Imagine if everybody started doing that. There's going to be an assault on Mickey Mouse. Like, I'm not down with this. I think everything I read online, I was like, no, there are rules. And not to be too aspy about it, but stay the fuck out of the place you're not supposed to be. And I don't feel bad about that. I thought that guy took his job a little too seriously, but he's right. Good for him. Last thing I want to talk about, which I thought was great, was you know Britney Spears got married again. What was this like wedding number five now? Four? She's collecting them rings. And her first husband, Jason Alexander, not that Barney, but the other one, who he storms the capital of her wedding and comes in and I object. That's the best. I have always, always wanted to go to a wedding where something like that happens. I got so close one time where we went to a wedding a couple years ago and it was supposed to start at, I don't know, 4.35. We are all sitting down waiting. It's 5.30, 5.45. And finally, somebody comes out and says, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. And I was so excited. I was like, this is it. Something, Something's going on. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and do cocktail hour now, and then we'll come back for the reception. So everything worked out. And in the cocktail hour room tent where we were served coconut shrimp the size of my fist, it, they were amazing. That was probably the highlight of the wedding. I overhear people saying the makeup artist was taking too long with everybody, which is what delayed everything. I got my hopes down, but I, I, I really was so excited because all I've ever wanted is one of those, I object. No, I will not let this happen. And <laughs> hope that doesn't happen to my wedding or you never know. But the fact that Jason Alexander did this this past week at Britney Spears' wedding, I thought was absolutely awesome. 
I'm not going to keep people going with the time, you know? I appreciate the love and support we get with these episodes, and I hope people are tuning in and having fun on them, and Zach's away, and I just thought they'd be able to get a little bit of talking, and him and I, we have a good flow. It's nice. We banter back and forth. We bullshit about a million things, and I hate that this is, it's not a sports podcast, but he's a great guy, and we have a lot of fun with this, and I'm going to keep doing this, and I really didn't know what to do with tonight's episode. I thought about a guest. I thought I was, but you know what? I just want to see what could happen. I want to see if I can make it do a whole episode by myself, and I hope I not too weird. And I always tell people about the podcast, you know, Zach is Larry David. He's the crazy one. And I'm the one that sits here with, with notes and things to talk about and different things. And I'm, I call, I'd like to call myself the Jerry Seinfeld of this, but there's no chance. I'm not Jerry, but I don't know. You know, he keeps me on the rails and it's fun. Who knows what's going to happen? Every time somebody finds out about this, they're like, oh, what is, what, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We're just doing this for fun every Tuesday. I often think why, you know, we don't make any money from this. And we get some downloads, some episodes, some clips go viral. It's fun. It's always nice to have people talk, oh, I saw that thing. And what are you doing with the podcast? And who knows? One day. And these things come and go. It's Saturday Night Live. We do an episode and then we edit it and we put it out. We edit it. I edit it. Put it out into the ether, never think about it again. And there's times that I'll go back to think of something and I'll li- I don't even remember what I said when I said it because you only do it once. And who knows? One day, maybe I'll go back and listen to these all. Maybe my kids, grandkids, it's it's a lasting memory. And I, I hope people out there, if, if anything happens to me by my roommate anytime soon, you know, you have something to remember me by. So that's kind of what I'm doing this for. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode. I, I hope you guys learned something about me, what we're doing, and uh, keep listening. Zach will be back next week. I pray he has some stuff to talk about. I, Lord knows I do. And uh, I don't know. I'm curious what people think about going back in time. How would you convince yourself? We out.